Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. I am your host, Angel Bernard. What is going on? How's it going? Happy Thursday, people. Happy podcast day. Because as you know, this podcast was on time. That is two weeks in a row, people. We are getting our shit together over here. I told you we would. I was actually watching the Bruins game before this, and I was like, oh shit, I have to record a podcast right now. So that's what we're going to do. In between the intermission of the third period to overtime, we're going to record the best podcast in the world. And I know a lot of you are like, Angel, what the fuck? You like hockey? You bet your ass I do. You bet your ass I do. The mainstream sports like football and basketball just became, it became too much drama for me. It became like, it felt like I was watching E! News instead of SportsCenter. I couldn't do it anymore. So I'm sticking with baseball and hockey. I hate all of that extra noise. I just love the sport. I don't need you to tell me who the players are dating. I don't, I, I don't need you to show up to my place with a painted face. Just show up with some pizza, a case, maybe a J, and let's just watch the fucking game. That's what I've been doing, people. Uh, just watching hockey, taking it easy. How's your week going? Is it going good? Are you chipping away at all the work you have to do while listening to this? Are you by the pool, enjoying the sun, welcoming in the summer? Texas decided to celebrate the summer by giving us a full week of severe thunderstorms. That was our warm summer welcome. Just four straight endless days of flash flood warnings and being stuck in the damn house. So thanks, Ted Cruz. I'm being told that that is just... Texas. That's how it is around these parts. And, you know, around here, you can just be watching TV and suddenly you start hearing that emergency alert go off. That alert that sounds like the fucking purge is starting. That's exactly what it sounds like, dude. That noise is fucking terrifying. You hear that thing go off and you just start immediately accepting your death. Like like one moment you're typing on your laptop, trying to meet deadlines. And the next thing you know, that sound goes off and you're having to mentally prepare for the end of the world. Like you start looking around for material belongings, praying to God, apologizing to him for not going to church in 18 months, you know. But again, the weather is just a part of life. Come hell or high water, people are just going to keep living their lives, which is that's like that's a difficult concept to grasp when it even slightly rains in California, people lose their minds shops start boarding up freeways are jam-packed for three hours of trying to get out of the city it looks like the fucking apocalypse is about to hit texas complete opposite it's the complete opposite in this godforsaken state people do not care here rain hail snow it doesn't matter because either way people are still going to be driving 90 on the freeway i don't know what it is about these people it's it's almost like these maniacs see the weather as some kind of a challenge. Does that make sense? Like there can be a morning blizzard outside and I promise you there will still be a cowboy somewhere drinking coffee out of his don't tread on me mug, like staring out the kitchen window, telling the snow that he's not going to let the weather take away his first amendment. I swear that's how they see it. The weatherman and the professionals, they, you know, they say to drive safe in harsh conditions. Texans say fuck that harsh conditions or not I can guarantee you people will still put their Wranglers and boots on in the morning grab their AK-47 put it in the passenger seat next to them and fly down the freeway I have this theory 
that Texas people drive so recklessly because they think their guns will protect them. That's that's my theory. You know, they think their guns are going to keep them safe in a car accident. And hey, that's how it should be. It is their God-given American right to drive recklessly on the freeway and risk the lives of themselves and the innocent children around them. Like, that's their God-given right. And if you even slightly disagree with that, you are a goddamn communist. End of story. End of story. And you know what? The more places I visit, like, the more I realize that every single place has their own fucked up tendencies. Texas just tends to be, you know, extremely ignorant conservatives and horrible drivers. But every place, small town or big city, they are all just their own little vortex of fucked up. You know, it's it's all about the adjustment because every place has their own traits. They have, you know, their own characteristics and you have to adapt to how people coexist there. In California, you adapt to the yearly fires. On the East Coast, it's the winters. Chicago, it's the gunshots. Each place has its own ideo- ideologies and its own ways of life. And I think that's both fascinating and frightening because it all doesn't make any sense, but also in the same twisted manner, it makes perfect sense. So let me break it down to you. This this is why it's fascinating. There's something, there's something really great about going to a place that you've never been before. Like one of my favorite things in the world is heading to the airport, knowing I'm taking a trip to somewhere I know nothing about. Before I left for Chicago, people thought I was crazy. Heading across the country to a city, much less a state, that I'd never been to before. Jumping into a complete ocean of uncertainty and of those, I'll figure it out when I get there. It can be, you know, some people, they love that. Other people get complete paralyzing anxiety over that. But it was amazing, you know. All of that anxiety was really in in my head. A lot of people don't realize that. Yes, you know, you have to adapt. You have to learn. Yes, I was robbed 72 hours after I landed at O'Hare. But that's besides the point. The people I met, the places I ate at, it gave me insight on how that part of the world works. That's my point. It's about taking risks. It's about saying, fuck it. I'm just going to buy that plane ticket to Tokyo because in 10 years, I'm going to be having kids wondering why the fuck I didn't just pack up my shit and go. And... It's fascinating because whenever you kind of flip that switch and you realize that it's really up to you, that you can quite literally decide to leave tomorrow if you wanted to, whenever you realize that, you you start to understand that the world has an infinite amount of possibilities, and the more you travel, the more possibilities there are. You realize that the world is so much bigger than you. That's why I love living in the city because it's a reminder that I am a part of something bigger than myself. It's it's a constant reminder that the world is full of possibilities, that it's the amount of people you can meet are endless. And also, I love the city because you can have pizza delivered in 20 minutes at two o'clock in the morning. But again, that's besides the point. Now, here's why it's frightening. Here's why this whole limitless possibilities like why it can be a little bit frightening. And that's because the cliche saying that common sense isn't so common anymore, that's become a little bit more valid as the years have gone on. Like, I truly believe that things have gotten so much worse in the past year alone. Like, I've been really pressing the issue and telling anyone who will listen 
that common sense isn't common anymore. In fact, I think it's about to go extinct. And that is problematic and that is frightening for so many reasons. But in this instance, it's bad because people are unable to see that not everyone is like them. Like, think about this for a second. People in this country are unable to understand and grasp the concept that people from other countries may be different from them. Like, if someone can't understand something that simple, if someone can't understand that someone from California is going to be different than someone from Ohio, like, if you can't understand that, I think you're fucked. I, like... If you can't see someone else's perspective without getting your ego offended, you have already lost. Lack of perspective will lead you to being that person in China throwing a fit because no one around you speaks English. That's that's who you'll end up being. You'll be that guy if you do not leave your little your little comfort zone, your little bubble. And you know, this is what happens when you cut education funding for decades at a time to give raises to the military whenever you don't read books whenever you don't pay attention whenever you don't care about anybody but yourself people forget how to act when they get lost in themselves we've gotten to a point where expecting someone to have common courtesy is now seen as like a rare and really expensive luxury nowadays like using a signal light not going 100 miles per hour in a blizzard being mindful of your surroundings, all gone. Self-awareness has hit an all-time low for this country. And if you really want to see just how fucked we are, if you want to do a quick five-minute survey of the state of our country, just go to your local Walmart at 5 p.m. on a Saturday. Get in your car and go to your local Wally World and just analyze. Don't even buy anything. Just watch. And I promise you that the level of animal that you will see is out of this fucking world. The amount of mouth breathers that you will see will really make you lose faith in this country. No shoes, no shirt, no self-respect. That's become the new slogan for the American people. This country has become a massive narcissistic cesspool, like where it's just all about us and i know where this all comes from it stems from us being told that we could be whatever we wanted to be like i i don't think people really understand just how foreign of a concept in other countries like it is to chase your dreams that's not really a common thing it's a very american thing i i watched the movie crazy rich asians for the first time a couple days ago which by the way great fucking movie great fucking movie and yes i am aware that i am nearly half of a decade behind in terms of movies but hey better late than never the reason i'm bringing it up is because the main character i think the guy's name is nick in the movie is that his name uh there is a scene where he's introducing his girlfriend to his mother and the girlfriend is talking about what she does and how it's her passion i think she's like an econ professor and the mother just kind of stops you know, whenever she says it's her passion and, and says something like chasing your passion, such an American thing to do. And she couldn't have been more right. Here's why. A lot of people don't realize that chasing your dream and chasing your passion is probably one of the most selfish things that you can do as a human. Like there's a level of selfishness that you have to have. Yes, it's hard work. And yes, you have to have a lot of passion. But 
your career has to be one of your biggest priorities. <clears throat> it has to be higher up on the scale than going out every weekend. And it has to be even more important than some of your friends and family. And I know that people are going to give me a lot of shit for saying that, but it's it's the truth. And I th- a lot of people don't want to accept that reality. Like chasing your dream is an amazing feeling if you're the one doing the chasing. But it's a horrible feeling for the person you're dating or for your friends or for your family. Like feeling like your partner is more committed to their career than to you. Like not having much time alone with them it's it's not a good time for that person so it's a very selfish thing to do and the mother in crazy rich asians knew that if they were chasing their passions and playing house in new york that they wouldn't be able to manage the family legacy and like i'm aware a lot of people are looking at me like i'm like i'm just as much of an asshole as the mother for saying these things and maybe i am but i'm right and i i think i can empathize with the mother more than the kids because I understand. I can relate to seeing the person who is supposed to take your legacy to the next level, bring home some wild card who can fuck it all up. I empathize. Why? Because I've been that wild card. I've seen the look of fear and terror in a girl's parents' eyes when she introduces me to her family. I've experienced it firsthand. So I am very familiar with that look that look of oh i know you're not about to fuck all this up over one person you know so i am 100 percent on the mother's side in the movie and a lot of people think she's a bitch or a tyrant i disagree i happen to like her i happen to think she's smart what does what does some peasant professor from new york know about running a goddamn empire nothing not a damn thing And also, is there nothing more American than just pissing away a fortune to go live off of a professor's salary in New York? Is there anything more American than that? The only thing that's just as American as that is marrying into that kind of fortune. Just marrying someone for their money. And if that's the case, label me the biggest patriot this country has ever seen. Put me on the goddamn mountain with Ben Franklin and George Washington. Because if that's the case, I'm an American. I bet you anything that the royal family now calls what Prince Harry did, him fleeing the family, they call that pulling an American. Just saying, fuck the responsibilities, I'm out of here. Just going with the old, when life gives you lemons, just say, fuck the lemons and bail. Oi! bloody airy and then pulled an american that's that's what they're saying at the fucking castle and you know that mentality of just me first of my dreams are more important than yours of throwing a fit on twitter if something doesn't go your way this whole my way or the highway narrative will kill empires no empire can withstand the selfishness of its people how do i know Because look at what it's doing to this country. It's happening in front of our very eyes. LA, everyone's saying LA died. LA didn't die. It just moved to the internet, which is worse. It's on steroids because now it's everywhere. Now everyone thinks they're going to be the next next Kim Kardashian because of the internet. Because of this whole chase your dream concept. And trust me, it it is also a very American thing that we believe, you know, that we hit the pot of gold and have a successful career that 
that will make us completely happy. It's very on brand and on par with our ignorant thinking, like to truly believe that success will solve all of our problems. Like when I first started my business, man, I I started it because I loved what I do, you know, but also I I really just started it out of insecurity to be 100%. It was like, okay, we're going to make some cool stuff, start a business, people will like me, people will finally think I'm cool, beautiful women will approach me, and all of my insecurities and anxiety, you know, they'll go away the more the business grows. And I couldn't be any more fucking wrong, dude. It was like the complete opposite. I kept chasing my dream and all that really happened was I got good at designing. That's about it. I got really good at designing. I made a few bucks, but everything else, the insecurities, having trouble approaching women, they were all still there at the starting line. So it, so it's very American in the terms that it's ignorant to just think that, you know, chasing your passion and being successful in your passion is going to solve all of your problems. So that's probably why we are such an angry and unhappy group of people because we're turned completely upside down where nothing makes sense and it's all kind of fucked, you know? And, you know, before you fucking boomers blame me, you know, and my generation, I want you to take a good hard look at yourselves. Take a nice hard look in that antique mirror that you bought in 83 and just tell yourself, tell yourself, these are the people we raised. Take some accountability. And millennials, all you all you fuckers, I need you to take a hard look at yourself too. Look at yourself through the reflection of that dark screen on your laptop in between Netflix episodes. And I want you to say one thing. The world does not revolve around me. The world does not revolve around me. And listen, I don't know who needs to hear this. But no one is going to watch your fucking TikTok. No one is going to listen to your podcast because no one cares. Except for this podcast, of course. People care about what we're doing here. Everyone loves to hear me speak. And that that is not anecdotal. That is a statistical fact. But when I say nobody cares, I don't mean to sound like an asshole. But it's really the truth. The trick is you have to make them care. You have to somehow get them to care. You have to do something cool or do something you're passionate about and people will start to care. If you if you're really invested into something, surround yourself with the people who are invested in that same thing and focus on only that. Make it creative, make it funny, make it dark, make it chaotic, make it whatever you want, but just make sure it's something that you love because you're going to have to do it every single fucking day. And then it'll slowly build, maybe. Hopefully. Probably not, but I digress, uh, you know, and a lot of people who listen to this are like, wow, does this person ever think positive? And I'm here to tell you, no, I don't like never. And that's what makes this podcast so great. Pain makes art great. And I'm a firm believer in that. And if you disagree, you can go fuck yourself. Just laugh at my pain because I promise I'm going to be laughing at it with or without you. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that nothing Nothing makes sense anymore, people. I've been screaming this. This is just another episode of me screaming into this microphone to whoever will listen that nothing makes sense, that common courtesy has really just died, that to expect someone to just be like just somewhat of a good human, that's asking too much nowadays. So really just focus on yourself, 
focus on the people you care about, do what you love. Um, but also be aware, you know, have self-awareness to know that the end of the world is going to be here in like six to nine months. Just, you know, stay awake and try to stay positive. Um, but, you know, on a on a podcast related note, moving forward, I I have an announcement to make with you guys. I have decided to not put this on YouTube for the foreseeable future. People have asked uh, when this is going to go on and I keep telling them soon and I would love you know, to make it a vodcast, you know, and put it on YouTube. And maybe I will at some point, but I can't right now for, for two reasons. First reason, there's there's toxic and then there's YouTube comment section toxic. And that is something I don't fuck with. I hate toxicity. I can only handle so much negativity in my life. And that's mainly for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I really hate YouTube. To be honest, I really hate YouTube. People on that godforsaken site are miserable. It's just, you know, trolls. It's it's a miserable place to be. Second reason why it won't be on YouTube. I don't care what you say. Like, I don't need your input. I don't need you to comment some witty joke. If you like the podcast, message me and let me know. People have done that, and I have full-blown conversations with them. I love it. It feeds my ego. Why do you think I put a podcast out? Because I need attention, you know? So... If you like it, message me, post it on your story. We don't need a YouTube comment section. Just tell your friends. That's it. I hate trolls. I just want to speak and not have to hear anyone speak back. That's really about it. Oh, also, also, before we go, someone reached out to me the other day and they told me, you know, they love the podcast and that they listen to every single episode. And I was like, oh, shit, that's. That's really nice to hear. That's actually really fucking awesome to hear. And, you know, so, of course, I said thank you. And I asked them, you know, hey, can you just make sure that you're following the podcast and just get the word out? And and then they said, I swear to God, they said, oh, I don't follow you. I don't even have a Spotify account. And I, I was like, I was puzzled by this. I was like, what do you mean you, you don't have a Spotify account? That's the only platform it's available on. And they said, oh, yeah, me and my friend, we listen to it at the same time on their account. So like every week we pour a glass of wine and we listen to it. And immediately I thought, oh, no, 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 no. That That's that's not how this works. Yes, you can listen with your friend, make it a little event, maybe have a little charcuterie board. But you need to create an account and follow this podcast. I, I can't. I was insulted. We're fighting for our fucking lives against an algorithm and people are treating Spotify like a goddamn Netflix account. That's not how it works, people. Spotify is free for Christ's sake. Just enter your email, use the same password you've been using since 95, and hit the follow button. I need you to get it together. The more followers I have, the more money I make. So please, for God's sake, if you want to see me live out my dream of faking my own death and living off of crypto in a foreign country, please follow this podcast and tell everyone about it. And I know, I know I make this funny and, you know, when I say to spread the word for this podcast and for the most part, it is a joke, but I'm being dead serious when I tell you, I need you to tell people. You know, it means the world to me when you post it on your story. It means so much to me whenever you get the word out because a, a lot of hard work does go into this, you know, so I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Or... Or don't. Just keep it to yourself. That's just gatekeep. That's fine too, I guess. I mean, I'll I'll still love you the same. It doesn't matter if you don't tell anyone because either way, you're still invited to dinner. You know, 
I'm going to key your car, but you're invited nonetheless. You know, anyways, that's that's going to wrap things up this week, people. I, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your friends, tell your crazy ex, your degenerate cousins, tell everyone. And go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Angel Bernard. Tweet me, send me memes, send me death threats when the podcast is late. Let's just be social. My therapist said I need more friends, you know, so reach out to me and let's just be social. Uh, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. And now it's time for ads. This episode, it was going to be sponsored by crypto, but instead it's sponsored by the American dollar, uh, more specifically my American dollar. Uh, Like I said, it was going to be sponsored by Bitcoin, but then the market took a fucking shit and I cannot believe it. 36 hours ago, I was planning on buying a Tesla and now I can't even buy dinner. So that's where we're at. But stay strong, people. Do not sell. Do not be like that cuck Elon and sell all of your Bitcoin. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That fucker really started shit talking Bitcoin, you know, oh, yada, yada. It's bad for the environment. I care. I have a fucking electric car company. And then he flew off in his gas powered private jet like a fucking asshole. So fuck him. It's us versus the billionaire class people. They are not your friends. Have diamond hands. All of you people saying you would have bought Bitcoin at $1 and held. Now is the time to prove it. Prove that you would never sell no matter how bad the market is. Put your crypto where your mouth is. So yes, this episode was going to be sponsored by crypto, but now it's sponsored by the US dollar like some peasant. And a lot of people are saying, oh, Angel, this isn't an advertisement. This is just you trying to pump the market and scam your way to make more money. But that is not true. This actually is an advertisement. And I don't want to give too much away, but I have a couple people flying in in a couple of months to talk crypto. Um, They'll be coming over here. We can collab and we're going to bring you guys an informative breakdown on what exactly crypto is. The best coin, well, you know, not the best coins, but the coins, you know, the main coins, the altcoins, how the blockchain works, a little bit of history. It's going to be a full, full breakdown. um, And I'm really excited to bring it to life. And If you haven't gotten into crypto, I suggest you do some research and consider joining um, or just wait for the episode and make the decision for yourself. But please note uh, that this is not financial advice. This is just me thinking out loud. And if you like the idea and want to throw in, go for it. But don't get mad at me when you get fucked over because your dumbass decided to invest in Doge instead of Cardano, okay? Unless, of course, you make $10,000 off of Doge, then I want 50% and you're welcome for the advice. But anyways, hold people, hold the line. This is what separates gods from ordinary men. And I am about to be a fucking hero and triple down on crypto as soon as I finish this ad. So buy the dip, people. Buy the dip. And I'll see you on the fucking moon. Thanks.